Hi everyone, welcome to the second episode of Book Insights series on Impact by Choice podcast with Rahila Khan and your host, Andrada Anieti. Um, today we will be discussing chapter two of uh, The Man, the Moon and the Cascade, the book I wrote and launched in December last year. The summary of the chapter goes like this. It's about Arian's wake-up call. Arian's life goes like this for many years. Um, please go back to episode one in order to find out the summary for the first chapter. So Arian's life goes like this for too many years without having the strength to speak up for himself and his right to be heard and to have a peaceful home. The day he turns 35, however, he realizes under no extraordinary circumstances that he is more than that and inwardly expresses his, his determined willingness to understand and discover more about who he really is and about his purpose on earth. Now I would like to uh, say hello to my guest today. Hi Rahila, welcome to Impact by Choice podcast. Hello Andrada and warmest greetings to you and our dear listeners. Thank you once again. Um, for this awesome opportunity to share my insights on Chapter 2 today. Thank, Thank you, for listeners, for your likes and comments via the various social media platforms. Your feedback is greatly welcome and appreciated. Also, let us know, you know, how have these insights resonated with you? And, of course, if it's of any value to you, let us know. Thank you. That's very nice of you, Rahila. Thank you so much for, for this short introduction from your part. Um, as we dive in, in in chapter two, I would like to ask you, um, you having worked with troubled people all your life and considering that Arian had no one to guide him in this direction, what do you think that was the main character's trigger to start the adventure of his life uh, and hear us referring to self-discovery? That's a wonderful question, Andrada. Um, I like the way, you know, you've worded it, troubled people. I think we all are troubled people in the world. What we may consider abnormal might actually be quite normal and vice versa. Um, Arian's mother told him once in a very mocking voice, and I quote from your, from your book, you're just a man who can't see beyond his selfish ex existence. You don't get married. You're already old to have kids. What's going on with you? What will people say about the way you live your life in? You're ashamed to this family. All you do is stay on the streets all day long, but you can't support your existence. So, and, and she also says, you know, you're almost farting. It's his parents, you know, they did this for the second time. Actually, he left home to, uh, once before. And this is the next time that they are so negative about his behavior. So obviously his parents were the major trigger uh, in him making a choice um, to leave home. So, you know, as parents, once again, we all love and care for our children. However, whatever we say comes out all 
incorrect if I may say so. Um, I think every parent care about their child or their children. It's just that they don't, they're not in awareness or they have no understanding of how past programming and generational patterns work. So they, they just become mean. And also they're coming from, from their limitations of not having specific skills um, that would render them competent in conscious communication. And that's what breaks down communication between parents and children. So there's this huge divide, like the Grand Canyon. Um, and that is what is so important. And that's what I gathered from, from this chapter in that how do we bridge that gap? So in Arian's part of, of self-discovery, we see how like attracts like. Every person on our path, uh, whoever we meet, is a projection of self arising from our past experiencing, conditioning, and programming, because you will see the patterns as I uh, unpack this. So Arian is a rejected child. Um, he left home triggered by his mom's behavior. And then along the way, he, I wouldn't say randomly, I don't believe in anything being random or coincidence. It's his soul or his inner programming and his soul's lesson rather that he had to meet someone like Radha only to discover that she was also an abandoned and neglected child, a street child. She was taken in by another hurt child, uh, and his name was Dom. So how interesting that as children, we are all her children in adult bodies when we come to see that. So she does exactly what Dom did for her as a little girl, and she did the same for Arian, even though he was 35 years old or so at that time. So this is an amazing insight in looking at human behavior and why is it that we are all so troubled in the world. And, you know, if you look at all the social illnesses is as a result of our past generational patterns and programming that we carry, which becomes um, almost like you're on autopilot. It's a silent inner programming that we are unaware of. So every person in our life's path shows up at the right place at the right time to teach us something. We are her children in adult bodies and we show up for healing when we see the mirror image. As we've seen in Arian, we've seen it in Radha and Dom. Does that make sense, Anradha? Of course it does. I mean, we, we all need support from surroundings and we can if we can help someone else, I think that we should definitely go for it regardless of what's going on, what's going on or what we are being taught to do. So yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. Thank you for that. I'm going to cite you my own personal experience. I believe um, if I'm in total exposure of my life story and my experiences, that will bring huge healing for someone else. And I'm going to share to you using my own example of what projection is. So sure. I could relate to Dom. I could relate to Dom, who is 
mother had died giving birth to him. And the very same thing happened to my dad. My dad's mom passed away when he was born. And I only got to know this in my late 30s or early 40s when my mom shared that with my sister and me one New Year's Eve. And it was so sad to hear that. Um, and I told my mom, you know, if only we knew better as kids, we would have hugged my dad more. We could have loved him more. Um, we didn't understand his hurt and pain. And at time he would, and this is where substance abuse and drug abuse takes on another flavor in our lives because we use that to suppress our emotions. And I didn't know that because my dad would do that. He, he wasn't a heavy drinker as such. However, uh, at times, you know, we would watch him as kids having a drink or two. And I wondered why as a child. And I didn't realize perhaps he was having so much alcohol at times to drown his pain. Perhaps he blamed himself, you know, for his mom's death. And, you know, thank God that I got to know that. And around that time, I was doing my journey practitioner's training program which helped me hugely to release that pattern um, of pain that I watched in my dad, how that pain manifested in anger. And at times he would just sit all alone and that might have been so-called depression, I don't know. Um, but all of this in, in watching and viewing and being the solid observer like in reading your book for me, it touched my soul in so many ways because it brought me to tears when, when I heard this about Dom and how he lost his mom. And I immediately resonated with that because I could then link the pattern to my own story. So in that way, we learn to heal. And then we come to see how important it is when we meet different people along our uh, soul journey. So nobody is there um, that shows up in your space to hurt you. When we look deeper, they're actually there to teach us uh, valuable lessons. And also, it was very wonderful to observe in Chapter 2 how rather sharing of her childhood with Dom made an impact on Arian. Um, we could relate to similar hurts pains and suffering. And what happens when we do that? There's a commonality. And we automatically connect as humans. You'll watch this on LinkedIn as well with the different groups. There is some common denominator. When I was listening to your podcast with Caroline Fernandez about how she raised a little boy, I could, and for, yeah, I didn't even know that for, for some reason at a deeper level, I have a very strong connection to her, although I don't know her life story. And, and yet I could connect with you. And that is what we come to see in a collective consciousness, um, our own hurts, pains, suffering, hardships. And that is where we connect as humans. So also empathy, compassion, and understanding compounded with kindness then becomes the common thread, which binds us as humans, where we can share, teach, and learn from each other. Um, we come to experience that in our loneliness, we can never be alone. We are, in fact, eternally connected with everyone. So as we go on, on our journey of self-discovery, like Arian, we come to see that everyone has some issue 
or the other, irrespective of their social standing, or whether they were neglected, deprived, or abandoned, it's the same. I've worked with the most affluent people in this life, uh, and I've worked with the most deprived uh, people in my community projects, and our issues are one and the same. Um, whether you are poor or affluent, it doesn't matter. We are humans. First and foremost, we are humans. So, yes, your question is very powerful in that. And I'd like to agree that we are all troubled children and we are children, whether we are children or in an adult body, if we have not healed it, we're still children. Therefore, awakening to self is a matter of urgency if our planet has to survive. Research has also shown that humans are the worst pollutants on the planet with our toxic thoughts, emotions, and behavior. So this chapter awakens, it awakened me, and I'm sure it, it has awakened many readers um, in looking at your characters, especially Arian, who he didn't know when he left home that he's going to meet someone as Radha. He didn't even know that he's going to have a place to sleep. He didn't know anything. But somehow the universe orchestrated all of that for him because of his deeper intention to find self, to go on this discovery. So in closing, Anradha, I'd like to leave the listeners uh, with one or two questions. So here's the questions. In looking at a better planet, in looking at a better humanity, in looking at how we can progress to become better humans and parents, my first question is, should troubled children and adults have children? It's just food for thought. The next question, too. To what degree have we taken self-responsibility for every aspect of our life before engaging in any relationships, marriage, and or family life? I think that will leave the listeners with a lot to think about, and um, we'll share more in Chapter 3. Thank you so much once again for this opportunity, and I hope we do get some feedback to these questions. These are really interesting questions, Rahila. Thank you very much for addressing them for the listeners, um, especially because, you know, self-awareness and accountability are very strong points that we need to realize these days. Um, so your, your questions are, are really powerful. Thank you again for joining me for, for today's episode, and I look forward to hearing you on the next episode. Bye. Hey, Anranda, this was great, and I really appreciate this woman. I guess she's got the guts of a role model, and she's got that skills that you need for parenting. And uh, the show itself, the episode, all of it was just wow. And I really appreciate what you did by advertising that. That ad is so sweet and soothing. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs>